Yo, what's up guys? Ash here from the FPL Juice Show, back once again with another Daily Juice. Now, it is international break time, so game week nine is a little bit away. We've got some time now to reflect and look back on our FPL season so far. And uh, some of us may have used the wild cards already. However, I haven't. And now I feel is the perfect time for me to get involved with a bit of wild card action. Now, I'm not having the greatest season, as most of you will know. But form is temporary and class is permanent. And you know I've had that top 10k in the locker. So here we go. Let's bring it back. Let's see a bit more class. Let's see if I can pull some points back. Now... I want to talk to you today about my wild card, my early wild card picks. I have popped the wild card, obviously. Um, and the plan here is, as we know, we've got the World Cup, which is going to be happening after game week 16. So I'm literally looking at this as a team prepared for the next, uh, what is it? I don't even know. What's my math saying? Seven game weeks, let's say. So game week nine to game week 16. So yeah, eight or nine game week, whatever that is. You do the maths. So I've looked at the fixtures, I've compiled my own sort of FDR, and this is what I feel is the best team that I can put together for this run from game week 9 to game week 16. So I'm going to run you through my early thoughts on my wildcard team. So here we go. So the goalkeeper situation. So the two goalies I've got. I've got Ward still, because he's a starter for Leicester, and I've got Guaita. Now, Guaita I like because at 4-5, I mean, there's a few 4-5 options in goal like Raya, Pickford, Henderson. But I really like the look of these fixtures, man. Like, Chelsea at home is going to be tough. Yes, I get that. Then they've got Leeds, Leicester, Wolves, Everton, Southampton, West Ham and Nottingham Forest. These are all games where I feel that could be a really good opportunity for Crystal Palace to keep clean sheets. They have looked great at the back. They have a solid defensive unit with with Mitchell and Anderson and Gay and Klein. Um, and yeah, they, they do look kind of hard to beat given that they're, you know, albeit they're position in a table but i'd really like the look of this it is a bit it is a bit of a punty one because he, he has got a track record of having some odd game weeks out but i feel like he's nailed and i love i love the fixtures and at four or five i think he represents probably the best value ward's also sticking around we need a bench keeper he starts and he's the cheapest he's the cheapest goalie that starts i know they've been in bad form i know the bottom of the league i know he's conceding left right and center um but I think he's a probably a must-have as, as your sub goalie, uh, and then for the game, uh, for game week nine, Ward is probably going to be starting in goal, and then it'd be quite for the rest of the game weeks. I've had a look at the bookies' odds. Forest are much more likely to keep a clean sheet uh, at home to Forest. Uh, sorry, Leicester are much more likely to keep a clean sheet at home to Forest um, over uh, Ch- uh, Crystal Palace's fixture at home to Chelsea. Now, in terms of the defence, I've not really changed too much, so. Um, I've still got Gancelo. He stays, um, you know, despite the blank game week in, in 12 for them, uh, along with Arsenal. Their fixtures look good too. Uh, the only difficult ones really that I can see posing a problem would be the away fixture at Liverpool. Uh, he's looked really, really good. I've got no concerns with him at all. The other one who remains in my team is Kieran Trippier. He's been absolutely immense since the start of the season. Um, been a lot for, for me from day 
uh, plays every minute of every game. He's a he's a captain. He's got one goal, one assist, and he's looked dangerous from every sort of set piece. He's on corners as well. So, um, and the clean sheets. They've been getting clean sheets too. Three clean sheets already this season. Um, the fixtures are okay as well. The really tri- uh, difficult ones they have are, are Man United away and Tottenham away um, and, and Chelsea at home. But I feel like on their day, Newcastle could probably beat anyone at home this season. So Trippier is still a lock. I've still got Nico Williams. Now that was Patterson, but it looks like Patterson's injured now. I think I'd ra- I'd, I'd rather go for Patterson if he was fit because Everton are keeping clean sheets. They look like much more of a solid defensive unit at the moment than Forrest. Forrest are leaking goals left, right and centre. They've only kept one clean sheet all season. But Nico is in there because he's a starter and he does have some attacking out at playing on that right side of a four-man midfield, slight like wing-back position. Um, he's got one assist so far this season. But <clears throat> in terms of the four four point one area, he's still probably the best one to go with. Now, making up the defence, I've, I've brought in Cucurella. Now, this is a bit of a punt. I'm not going to lie. Um, but... Have a look at Chelsea's fixtures from game week 9 to game week 16. They have a great run. Palace away, Wolves at home, Villa away, Brentford away, United at home, Brighton away, Arsenal at home, Newcastle away. I think that's a good run for, for Chelsea. And I know they've just brought in Graham Potter, but the reason why I've brought in Cucurella is because Potter knows him. Potter trusts him. Potter sold him to Chelsea for 50 million. So I'm sure he's going to be he's going to be starting at left wing back, left full back, whatever he's going to be playing. He's played every game for Chelsea since he's joined. And I can only see Potter's arrival enhancing that. So I'm quite confident with, with this Cucurella pick. Um, I know it's a little bit out. I know it's a little bit punty, but I'm quietly confident that they can do some, some bits now. Um, the clean sheets aren't great. I don't, they've not kept the clean sheet so far this season, Chelsea. So something has to improve in terms of their defensive, um, their defensive stance. And he has picked up a couple of assists already this season. So high hopes, let's say. Quietly confident with Cucurella. And then making up the back five of the defence. I've gone with this one. It's a little bit diff. I say a little bit. He's 4% owned. He's major diff. But Tyrell Malassia of Man United. Now, since this guy has come into the team, Man United have won every game. They've won every game since he's been in the team. They, he played half... Uh, he played, sorry, since he started, since he started the match. So Liverpool, Southampton, Leicester and Arsenal, he started and played 90 minutes in those games and they've won every game. He's managed to keep two clean sheets in that time as well. Albeit, I know he's not going to get a lot of attacking um, attacking points, but for cleans, I think he's a great little shout, you know, at 4-4. He's cheap, man. As a starting left back for Man United, this looks all right. The fixtures uh, are very... Let's say they're up and down. They've got City away next. Obviously, he's not going to be starting for that game in my team. But then Everton away, Newcastle at home, Tottenham at home, Chelsea away, West Ham at home, Villa away, Fulham away. I like these fixtures. I can't lie. I think he's a good little shout. Um, Cool. So moving into the midfield. So I've I've had some major changes in midfield. And the one that stayed has been Martinelli. He has to stay for me. He's... He's been in great form since the start of the season. He starts every game at the moment whilst his ESR is out. Three goals, one assist, three clean sheets so far this season, 39 points. He's looked unplayable at times um, and Arsenal have been fantastic so far this season and they're up there at the top of the league for, for good reason. Tottenham at home, Liverpool at home, Leeds away, Blank in 12, Southampton away, Forest at home, Chelsea away, Wolves away. Some tough fixtures in there, I can't lie for Arsenal. This is where we're going to really find out what they're made of. And the blank in there doesn't help as well. But at 6.6 mil, he represents terrific value. He stays in the team. Um, I've taken out Salah. Salah's gone. And I've gone with Diaz instead. And the reason why I've done this is because Salah's 
Salah's not been the Salah of old. It's you know how how long how long is too long to hold on to Salah? He's thirteen mil. He's the most expensive player of the game. Well, he's twelve point nine now. So he's dropped. But how long do you keep hold of him, waiting for him to pop off? I don't think I can wait any longer. I've got some moves to make. So I've I've moved over to Luis Diaz. I still want Liverpool rep- representation in my team. Um, Luis Diaz has played every game this season. Three goals, two clean sheets this season, 32 points total. Um, and Liverpool's fixtures are okay too. So Brighton at home is the next game. Then they've got Arsenal away, City at home. They're two tough fixtures. But then they go on a run of West Ham at home, Forest away, Leeds at home, Tottenham away, which will be tough. And then Southampton at home as well. So I'm liking the look of that. Um, and yeah, eight point two mil. He, he's still probably the best value in the in Liverpool in the Liverpool side. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Luis Diaz. He's my sole representation from Liverpool in this in this wild card team. Um, also in midfield, I've gone with Bukayo Saka. Yeah, I've gone. I've gone with Saka, man. I think it's a shout. Seven point eight mil. He's been in great form. Five assists this season. One goal. Three clean sheets. Always dangerous. Nailed. Starts every game. Plays almost every minute of every game. And he just seems to be growing and growing in confidence. And, and we know what the fixtures are like. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really comfortable with that with that pick of Saka. Making up midfield, I've gone with my guy, Wilfred Zaha. Crystal Palace through and through, this guy. I love him. I think he's an absolute top G. 7.2 mil, fantastic value. 15.1% owned at the moment. Um, obviously, he only missed the, the one game this season um, against City, but otherwise played every game. Very, very dangerous. Four goals. Um, this season no assist just yet but that will change I'm sure just the one clean sheet which I'm hoping Crystal Palace will tighten up but this guy's on on pens he's a talisman everything goes through him Um, and the fixtures look incredible as I mentioned with Guaita he's got a great run from game week 9 to game week 16 so he's firmly in my team and then the other one this one was kind of up for for debate and and this could change but at the moment I'm on Marcus Rashford now I started the season with him and he disappointed but since I took him out in that 4 0 drubbing away at Brentford, he's gone on a bit of a run with three goals and two assists, two clean sheets this season as well. 40 points total. He's been in immaculate form, obviously. Now he's looking a little, he looks like he's injured, saying a muscle injury, 75% uh, chance of playing. But I'm hoping in two weeks' time, he would have shook that off and back and raring to go. I don't expect to be playing him for the Man City fixture, but after that, I think he's going to be featuring prominently in my side. Um, he's playing up front for Man United and up until, you know, maybe Martial comes back. But if he can keep this form up, I can't see Martial ousting him as quick as most people would think. So for that reason, Rashford's in my wildcard team. Then we move to the striker situation. Now, I've gone with Solanke, but hear me out. 5.7 mil, he's a playing striker. He's worked his way back to fitness. One goal and one assist so far this season. Bournemouth have turned the tide a little bit. They're looking a little bit more resolute. They're showing a bit more character about themselves. And I think he probably represents the best value in terms of the strike for strikers that are playing. Um, he is going to be on penalties. And he is the main focal point of the Bournemouth attack. The fixtures look great too. Um, Brentford at home. Leicester at home. Fulham away. Southampton at home. West Ham away. Tottenham at home. Leeds away. Everton at home. Now, if Bournemouth are going to pick up some points, it is going to be during this run. Um, and so, for that reason, I think he is a solid pick. And I know a lot of people are going to be shaking their heads going, what? Solanke? Nah, he's, he's not he's not about that life. But but I think he he could do some bits here. And, and the primary reason why I've got him is because, as we mentioned, Man City and Arsenal do blank in game week 12. And I think this could be optimal time for Solanke to come into the team for a Southampton at home fixture and deputise for those blanking players. So that's the reason why I've gone with Dominic. Um, 
obviously I've stayed with Haaland. Been in an absolute beast this season. 11 goals, one assist, four clean sheets this season. 73 points. He's just a frightening, frightening striker to to play against. He's gone up to 12 mil now. He's still very highly owned. 80.9%, probably the most highly owned player in the game and for good reason. Um, and Man City are, albeit fixture-proof. Um, so... Yeah, he has to stay in the team and he's probably going to be captain for most of those games as well. The big change here, um, I've taken out Gabriel Jesus and I've got Harry Kane. Now, this could be a mistake, but I feel like I've got to do something. But, and, and you know, when you're when you're chasing rank, you, you've got to be bold, you've got to be brave. I think this could be a good move. Now, Kane's been in great form too. We know what he can do for Spurs. He's done it consistently every single year for a long, long time. And so far this season, six goals, two assists, three clean sheets. Tottenham are flying and he's the main man. Like I say, he's on penalties. He's a talisman. He's going to be starting every game. Um, And I feel like with Martinelli and Saka being in my midfield, that kind of covers the Jesus omission. So, you know, Saka and Martinelli are very creative as well. If Jesus is to score, I'm kind of hedging my bets that it's going to be either Martinelli or Saka that's going to be providing that assist for him. So I'm kind of covering myself off having the two Arsenal players at the in the midfield there supplying him. So so that's that's my current team at the moment, guys. I've got Ward and Guaita in goal, Williams, Trippier, Cancelo, Kukurea, and Malassia in defence. Martinelli, Luis Diaz, Bukayo Saka, Wolf Zaha, and Rashford in midfield, and then Solanke. Erling Haaland and Harry Kane up top. Now, this is early doors. We've still got a long way to go. There's a lot of international football to be played. We've already seen a number of injuries already. Like for, as, as I mentioned, the likes of Patterson, Alexander Isak has, has injured himself on international duty as well. So things could change and my mind could be swayed. But I feel like I've got a good base of a team here for a wild card um, from game week nine straight shot into game week 16, uh, where we've got the World Cup, where we, of course, get another wild card to play with so there we go guys there's my game week uh well there's my wild card team for for game week nine um and guys if you haven't already checked out the show we we had a live show this tuesday the fpl juice show was back we had an absolute stonker of a show we were joined by uh, fpl consult from all the way over in singapore and we had uh, our official juice pundit fpl semi-casual rupert in the studio discussing all things fpl um, with myself and Nick. Make sure you go check that out. It's the FPL Juice Show on YouTube. Make sure you hit a like button. Make sure you drop us uh, a sub on that as well. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for the next Daily Juice. I look forward to seeing you guys very, very soon. Take care. Bye.